We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andrew, we're you, good. It's yeah. one o'clock. Do you have to go to the putback? No, I, for the putback, I said I have to go on at uh, two thirty. Oh. You had said one o'clock earlier. Okay, D- never mind. Jesus, never mind. You're just exposing John for having to use the bathroom, huh? I had to pee. I yeah, mean, now that fine. now that everybody does that, you know yes. just for that, I'm gonna eat a nut. Oh, no, I know because yep. he's yeah. annoying because he's gonna be chewing into the microphone and it's gonna annoy me. Okay. Oh, I thought yep. it was gonna be a, a that's what she said thing. But anyways, we. Nah, I mean, it works that way too. You Absolutely. heard it here, folks. I don't know how I deal with this immaturity. John Kaywood. While you eat your nut, this isn't cream. John Haywood, John Kaywood, Lowry buyout ad would make this an A plus deadline. I don't think there's a need for Kyle Lowry at this point because of having Alec Burks. There just wouldn't be the minutes. I would expect Lowry, if bought out, to go to a place like Philly, to go somewhere else where there's playing time and room and a team that's actually going to focus on winning games, which of course the Knicks are, but I just don't see a fit here. And very quickly, the Hornets are trading P.J. Washington to Dallas for a package around Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. They only had one left to trade. Uh, Yeah, that's... um, I'm sure it will be heavily protected, but... It doesn't matter. I mean, well, it does matter, but like... They're out. It's going to be probably their 2026 first-round pick. And... uh, First or no, actually, it'll probably be their 2027 because then it frees up them to use their 2025 in a trade next year. If it's not that pick, then they're in even more trouble. But I just wanted to give a shameless plug to the pregame pod to Kirk Henderson, who runs Mavs Moneyball, who said, like, this is the only trade I could see happening. And I don't think they're going to part with their first because then you've completely wiped your cupboard when you're trying to build around Luca, which could then lead to another domino. So shout out to Kirk and shout out to Mavericks fans. And thank you for giving me a reason to laugh. It's and no Grant not, Williams tonight. Right, right. Oh yeah, that's right. It's which not just that. It's not just that. You want to talk about the opposite of the Knicks approach? The Mavs gave up to it to salary dump Reggie Bullock as part of the Grant Williams sign and trade and unprotected 
unprotected 2030 for I think it was 30, right? First round pick swap because that's what said. I believe it sent Bullock to San Antonio's cap space for that. Yes, it is a pick swap. Yes, for San Antonio. I don't give a shit that it's a pick swap. You have opened yourself up to disaster. And if you don't think a pick swap could come back and bite you in the ass, go at go ask a guy who was just a guest on our show. Not recently. He knew it as he was doing the trade because he was had dictates from on high. It was not his fault. But yeah, go 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 talk to the, anyone with that uh, Brooklyn organization at that time for I mean, see if pick swaps would come back and bite you. And they use that to get Grant Williams, who they now shuttled out the door to get PJ along with additional first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the bottom line, though, John. Um, future governor of Texas, Mark Cuban, isn't going to care about this at that point because he'll be very busy in his second term. So it's fine. He's not going to. It's not going to matter to him. But I agree with you. It's it's a terrible process. And I think this is Awful. the most important difference between the Knicks and the Mavs is that the Mavs have the type of player that the Knicks would covet. And uh, that's not shade of Jalen Brunson because obviously the, the Knicks poached Jalen no, Brunson. He with Jalen but like, Brunson. But, right, but like <laughs> yeah. ideally with that player. The, so like if you were to trade, if you were to swap Luca onto this roster and then trade the assets to the other team. Like we'd be looking at one of the best teams in the NBA and then one of the worst teams in the NBA. But how you build teams, one team that got a star arguably too early, even though I don't think there's quite such a thing as that. But with LeBron James, you could you could see in the Cavs days, like he was so good that they probably could have used another year or two, but they just didn't have it. Um, or if they had started the rebuild process a year or two earlier, whatever, like they had that talent, it would have propelled them. The Mavs are in a similar position. Mavs keep building to like they first made a bad move with Porzingis and then they've been making other bad moves to try to center themselves. But they're like, once you make that type of move, you're screwed. It's it's almost impossible to get out of it when you're playing catch up. And the next perspective is we're just going to wait. We're going to keep waiting. We're cool waiting. We're building a functioning, well-crafted team and we're going to keep waiting for that star. And when that star comes about, we'll be ready. But when you look at the difference between the two teams where Knicks fans like craving Luka Doncic, it's, it, it, but yet you have Mavs fans that have Luka Doncic that would crave probably what the supporting cast the Knicks have. It feels like a grass is always greener type of situation. Um, I, I'm curious what the verbiage here means, but Dallas is sending a lightly, lightly protected 2027 first round pick in the deal. So uh, Mavs are going all in on two things here. One, that Luka Doncic is not going anywhere for the foreseeable future because if he's not, then you don't care as much about what your protections on your firsts are because, again, Luka's going to be here. We'll see if that works out for them. And um, the other part of it is they're going all in on offense because like PJ PJ Washington is a wonderfully tantalizing player. What? Top two protected. Oh, Oh my. And two second round picks. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, anyway, PJ Washington is tantalizing. He's a tantalizing player. He could do a lot of things and give you like uh, the appearance of versatility. You're not playing him at center if you hope to stop anything 
uh, especially with the other players that the Mavs have on their roster. Like you want to talk about do not not having the defensive infrastructure to withstand playing a guy like PJ Washington at center. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, that's fine. We can still play PJ Washington at the four. Well, here's the thing. If you're playing PJ Washington, at the four kind of neuters what makes him special, which is the fact that he's a floor spacer and he put the ball on the floor and do a lot of different things. So it's like one of those moves that, again on paper. It's like, oh, wow, PJ Washington, he'll, you know, talk about a guy who will fit in great and this and that. I guess they're counting on winning a lot of games, you know, 135, 132, which those games can be tough to win in the playoffs. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. I also believe that the Mavs have two, maybe three second round picks in the next seven years. Oh, I, yeah, they had none to go in. Well, they had almost none. And now they have even less. They have, yeah, it's... Yes, they had to trade the 2027 first, but right now you enter next year. If you're Dallas, you assuming this pick conveys to the Knicks, you've got the 2025 first offer and the 2031. So you're largely set. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room that you can do. So I hope that they are happy with this addition because there's not much that they're going to be able to do after that. This is except for swaps, but the swaps will be valuable because they probably think, eh, we're probably screwed later on. So we might be able to get something out of it. This not only is this their team, the two players that you would have said going into this year um, that were counted as young. I saw. I'm sorry we're diverting to talk about the Mavs, but they would have counted a, counted as intriguing young talent. One, Jaden Hardy, who had a nice year uh, last year, is out of the rotation, and the other guy, Josh Green, was reportedly. I've uh, again, I apologize. I don't know who to attribute this to. I feel like it was one of the Knicks beat guys. I may be wrong, but apparently they tried to send him to New York as part of a package to bring in. Quentin Grimes. So I don't know how enamored they're they are with. Uh, did I say Josh Howard? I mean, Green. Josh. Josh Green. Um, yeah, he was a nice player, but yeah, yeah. Interesting tidbit as we talk about picks. The Mavs somehow acquired the second least favorable first round pick in the 2024 NBA draft uh, with the Rashawn Holmes for Daniel Gafford trade. So they're at, like, I I like Gafford. I like PJ. I don't know if I like them together on this. Mavs team, but it's not as horrible because they're getting a pick in this draft and they're adding some young talent. So it's a little bit better than what we just talked about, but it's uh, I mean I'm glad it's, I'm not the Mavs. It's all I'm glad this is the Mavs. I'm I'm I'll be watching. I'll, yeah. I'll be we, we will be watching from afar. Literally uh, we'll be watching. We will be literally watching this team tonight. Uh Chad Cohen, per Josh Hart, boys better hop on uh the private jet and suit up. Ha ha. Otherwise he's playing 48 tonight. LOL. I th- I mean there is a real part of me that like I don't even know how they would punt tonight. Was, if they punted to the game tonight, does that mean Ty Gibson's playing 48 minutes? I like I hope Sims so. will be back. So at point guard. <laughs> point Taj. Get point Taj. Yeah, no, whatever. The Knicks don't punk games. Uh, thanks, Chad. Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? When fully healthy, this team has an incredible starting five. Now with Burke's heart, bogey, center, deuce. If needed, coming off the bench. Screw the summer is the second round of the playoffs. Now the floor. Um, I can't I can't say that in good conscience today, even after all this, if only because, again, Andrew is shaking his head, I'm sure, behind the scenes. I just have a lot of respect for the other teams in the Eastern Conference. And that Jeremy's also rolling his eyes. Have some damn self-respect, sir. I do have a lot of self-respect. I but 
this is a brutal East. I, I something I've been meaning to do, and I haven't had time to do, but I'll do it after this. Is when's the last time that we've had uh, six fifty-win teams in the East? Now, I think the Embiid injury obviously makes that much more unlikely. I don't think it makes it impossible. Um, at the very least, when's the last time we've had five fifty-win teams in the East? Like, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of talent in the Eastern Conference right now. Put it this way: if the Knicks get the three seed, then their floor should absolutely be the second round. If the Knicks get the four or five seed, then like we'll see. As long as it's a hard-fought, extremely competitive series, I can live with it. You're looking at me perplexed, though, Andrew. What? Not you, the guy that me. said he jumped out the window and said he was still afraid of the Pacers. <laughs> But again, oh, you're, you're putting me in a position to say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding when I say this, Bill, you put me in a position to say something and then have to go back on it. But I, I like, look, are there universes where something happens and the Knicks lose in the first round and it should not be viewed as the complete apocalypse? Yes, I think there are worlds where that is the case. Um, not saying it's likely. I'm not saying, you know, but like, here's my, my viewpoint here is like, to me, now the Eastern Conference Finals no longer seems like some pie in the sky dream. Not that it did yesterday, but with the injuries, it was kind of starting to feel a little pie in the sky ish. Now I'm like, fuck yeah, we could make the East Finals. Why can't we make the East Finals? That's I'm I'm more emboldened on the ceiling. I'm just always thinking about with the floor, considering the other talent in the East. That's all. That's but all. There's a there's a middle ground there. It's not pie in the sky or the apocalypse. It's that this is a very talented team. That yes. is also in a talented conference, but yes. I like their chances. I really like their chances when they're healthy and they got better. And Me I too. look at how they have operated when healthy since the Cavs series where they destroyed the Cavs and the Cavs have done a great job this year, but they've also had a very easy schedule and they've won the games that they've needed to. And that's important. But like, we have to consider the fact that Boston has even looked a little bit shaky. They've lost three home games in the last month yeah. after losing not a single one. The Bucks. I mean, do you trust Doc Rivers right now? The, conveniently, oh. the last five games that they've had, four of them have been losses. The one win was the best one. It was against the Mavs. But Doc Rivers was blaming the road trip and the altitude and the timing and all the things that don't involve him. And he could have just been like, well, hey, we're trying to figure it out. And leave it at that. And I have so many more questions about other teams than I do about the Knicks, which the only question yes. I have with the Knicks is, are they going to be healthy enough? That's it. And if they're healthy enough, I feel great. So I, I'm with Ryan. I don't know if Ryan's asking this or stating this. I mean, it's a question. So I'll take it as a question. The floor should be the second round. It just like it should be unless they battle up against another top five team. And it's a very hard fought series and the Knicks don't come away victorious. In which case I'm like, again, there are five really great teams here or five good teams here. Like the minimum should be a hard fought series. If you're going to lose to the six seed, it's a failure at this point. It just is. They've made too many upgrades this year Fine. Yeah. for that to not be the case. I I'm not disagreeing with that fact. That should be the expectation. Uh, to, I'm just like, do I do I think it's that we could pencil ourselves in? That's how I was taking the question. Can we pencil or pen ourselves in to the second round? And that's where I'm like, hold like imagine we face Philly in the first round and they get and be back for the playoffs. Like there's all kinds of crazy scenarios. I'm not again, I'm not saying we can't beat that team. Absolutely beat that team. Probably be favored against that team. I'm just 
just exercising some caution. That's all. Jeremy, remind me when we log off later to refax him or re-email him, whatever old technology he wants to use. The rules in the handbook for jumping out the window that there's no like, oh, we could lose to this team that doesn't play defense in Indiana or this depleted team in Philadelphia that's probably going to break it up this offseason. Or the Miami Heat, who, oh, they're th- four and one in their last five. We should be afraid. Beat the Spurs last night. Here's how I imagine that going, Andrew. <laughs> it's uh, Telegram. Like, yeah. Yes. John, it's more, it's more code. <laughs> Listen to me. Stop. 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 Okay. The Titanic, stop. Has sunk. Stop. The next. Hey, hey, listen, stop. To listen to you, John. Are good. Stop. Don't you see? This is a good team. They got great players. Okay. okay. That was, that was great. I'm All picturing right. the I'm picturing the the delivery boy. I'm picturing the delivery boy at the end of Back to the Future 2 who delivers the note from 1883 or whatever it is. Get mm-hmm. your paper here. Mm-hmm. Five cents. That's that's we're having, we're having some fun. John's now. actually in newsies. <laughs> the original. The news I saw that movie. Off of John. Never saw that movie. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With the NBA season more than midway through and the NFL season with just three games left, now is as good a time as any to pick combo projections across sports from the Specials League. For example, on any given night, take Jalen Brunson over in points, Julius Randle over in rebounds, or OG Ananobi over in steals. Then combine it with two NFL props, like Patrick Mahomes over in passing yards, or Christian McCaffrey over in touchdowns. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. Mythic Monty, Mark's Two spots and two point five million below the tax. Uh, Hayward Lowry again. No, that, that's it's. First of all, I don't think Howard, Hayward's being bought out, bought out. Um, but I mean, anything's possible. Um, and nor should he. Gordon Hayward's a good player. Gordon Hayward got traded today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm taking this as the possibility of that he would get bought, bought out by OKC. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. Um, and again, I, I'm I'd be surprised if we they ended up with Lowry after the moves. Agreed. Job with another one. Last point. Traded a guy who defended the other team's best player to start the year for a guy who barely plays and Alec Burks. Sorry, I can't get excited. For traded for a guy who barely plays and Alec Burks. Bogdanovich plays. Bogdanovich is like there's plays a lot. Bogdanovich is Detroit's best player. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. No, he plays a lot. He's he's a very useful rotation piece. And like um, I'm all uh Boyan played 28 games and is injured. With a calf injury, uh, I, I get that Boyan is not the picture of health himself. But it, again, you're you're kind of um, um, what is this called arbitrage, right? 
where you're kind of covering all your bases. Like, yeah, you bring in another older guy who's not the picture of health. You're adding him to other players who are currently injured. I think between the the lot of them, the Knicks will have enough healthy players um, down the stretch and and when playoff time comes. And it's just as far as Grimes' defense. And again, I hate to have to do this because like it sounds like I'm shitting on Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes at this point is a, a top what defender on this roster. He's not as good as OG. He's not as good as Josh Hart. Um, he's, I don't think he's... I Frankly, I don't think he's good, as good as Deuce McBride. I think there, you can agree to disagree on that. No, with Grimes? Yeah, Grimes no, versus the number, Deuce. The numbers grade out far better with Grimes versus Deuce. Like, okay, so, gi- so give... Like we're, talking, we're talking about someone who's a very good point of attack defender in Grimes yes. and had high matchup uh, difficulty and Deuce just mostly against bench players. Yeah. And they also and they didn't they didn't need a guy to, to guard the opposing team's best player because they got the best guy in the entire league at that particular skill. His name's OG Ananobi. Thanks, Joe. True statement. Possible we keep Taj on the roster. Uh yeah. Uh Jeremy kind of explained this before. Taj can be to us as Udonis Haslam was to the Heat. I mean a little bit different because UD was a heat lifer, but uh, I I don't ever want Taj to play or work for another organization. So that. Trade that came in, by the way, is Royce O'Neal going to that, Phoenix. Yeah. That's a that's a big deal. And I'll tell you why. If you are a Knicks fan holding out hope that the player the Knicks acquire this summer is Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, the Cavs are very interested in Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal and Donovan Mitchell are extremely close. So for the Cavs not to get someone they're close with. Not saying it puts him over the edge by any stretch, but it certainly makes it easier for like there's a less comfortable environment. Yep. Well said. Thanks. True statement. Uncle Reggie. What's going on, Uncle Reggie? This move, in my opinion, puts us in the Eastern Conference Finals, at least when fully healthy. All hell, Leon. I I, again, I'll, I'll go a step further. I. I don't even think that's the ceiling again. Would if if we get there and it's a massive if. And if we're healthy, which is in in and of itself a big if, would Boston be favored? Sure, they'd be favored, as they should be. They're a really, really, really well-built team. They're not a perfect team. And they are not. And they also, I think, just as importantly, you know, everybody has Tatum maybe differently in their rankings of the top players in the league. I don't view Tatum as like, oh, they have that guy. Well, we don't ultimately stand a chance. I I don't view it that way. I'd agree. Also, just real quick, Shams tweeting how Phoenix now has two roster spots open to pursue additions on the buyout market. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be a Lowry destination. That's certainly possible. They don't have a, a lead ball handler that, you know, could they wanted TJ McConnell way back when. Got rid of Cameron Payne. They could be a team. But uh, yeah, it just to go back to Uncle Reggie's comment. Uh, I think at least is pretty lofty. I'm much more comfortable with saying the second round, but I feel very good now about this team's chances when they're healthy. It's a great time to be a Knicks fan. Now who's climbing back in the window? Thanks, Uncle I Reggie. Hang Appreciate on. it. I <laughs> relaxed. Very clear distinction between the two of us. Mark R. What's going on, Mark? I haven't caught the reasoning. Uh, can they bring over Rokas Yakubaitis? Again, I'm punting this one to Jeremy. Is it worth it? Is it possible? Thanks. Thanks again for the love yesterday. Um, is it worth it? Let me work it. So if the <laughs> Knicks were to get Rokas Yakupaitis, there would be two options. Number one is signing him to a minimum contract. It's a two-year deal. The first year is this year. Number two, using the biannual exception, uh, 
which also would be a two-year deal. And this would be the first year. It doesn't make sense to bring him over this year. The thing that makes the most sense is this summer when the rookie exception comes into play. It's where you can sign a second round pick to a very cheap team-friendly deal. I believe that would be a team option on the fourth year, which means that Rokas three years after that would likely be hitting a restricted free agency. So if there's a time for the Knicks to get Rokas in the building, it is not now. It's in July. Yeah, uh, it's if anything. Um, so we'll see. Jason, what's going on, Jason? The Knicks now have real size around Jalen Brunson. Crazy. I love the size part of this. And like, you know, Benji just sent out a tweet, which I totally respect because he knows God knows a lot more about basketball than I do, um, where he said at full health, I'm concerned with the collective decline in speed, athleticism, burst and the increase in age. I, I get all that. I, I, I like the increase in size. I like the increase in size. And again, you're, you, this is, this is, this was never supposed to be the year. And this is not any kind of finality in terms of what this roster is going to look like moving forward. So, yeah, I would agree. Kevin with another one, stunning news. The prophet got it wrong. Shocked. I don't, I mean, (laughs) What did I don't even know what he said. I, I can't say I paid attention to anything. He's been tweeting the last few days. Do you know? I do. I'm just going to say no comment. Sure. Thank you, okay. Kevin. Uh, Bobby Lynch. My concern is this the move you make for your final young player asset for a team continuously holding off for that star. It just puzzles me still. Grimes was not that level of asset. The notion that Grimes is going to be the difference in any meaningful hashtag meaningful trade this summer. That's going to be like the like if there's a star available and the Knicks want that star. I I can't imagine a world where the difference between them getting that star and not getting that star with all that goes into star movement in the modern league. I do not think Quentin Grimes is going to be the difference. I just don't No, Would I have preferred if Grimes had not been dealt now, but instead this summer. Yeah. Cause I think that that would have, at least from a salary perspective, helped bridge the gap. You don't really need that because you can also use deuce to do that. So, and I know that fans might be thinking, well, they just moved Grimes. Why are you talking about moving deuce? But it's, it's a realistic possibility of course. And it's one we have to consider. So yeah, Grimes wasn't going to make or break a trade in terms of value he would have made or bra- or broken a trade in terms of um, salary, but you, there are other ways to replace him. You, you know what's better than sending another team a good, solid, like rotation pl- level player, young asset, sending them picks so they could tr- select the, their own guy that they've scouted and drafted and and like done their homework on, and they want in their building and the whole thing, uh, and they're going to be able to do that. So. Yeah. Thanks, Bobby. Busy. What's going on, Busy? Getting bogey is truly seeing how life will be like without Julius. I can't wait till what this looks like. Hurry back, OG. Busy throwing some shade there. The funniest part would be if Randall came back before OG. Just like like that would be that would be the worst thing that Busy would encounter in this case. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Busy. Appreciate you, man. Uh, busy with another one who starts at the four to a healthy uh, Boyan or Precious. I think we, we talked about that. Boyan, um, 
So until we're health, I mean, I, I really, I mean, it's it's so weird to talk about this because we could just we could literally just be talking about three games, you know, because they're not going to be here tonight. So we could this could be a conversation about three games, but yeah, Boyan at the four, Hart at the three, Hardenstein, and then Divincenzo and Brunson. That's a that's a fun little that's a fun little lineup. This should also lineup. give Hartenstein some time to breathe, and this gets us back to what's most ideal, which is four out of fantastic shooters, and then a fifth play. Well, you know, I mean. For the most part, obviously, Randall and Hart have their drawbacks when healthy, but like you can craft a lineup of four shooters for the most part and a very solid rim protector or a non spacing five that can just focus on collecting offensive rebounds. And then you kick it out to other players who are open on the wing and try for more threes that way. I, I haven't even begun to think about the answer to the, my own question that I'm about to ask. But I think the more interesting question is when one of Julius or OG comes back, who becomes the starting three? And does the answer change depending on if it's Julius who comes back first or OG who comes back first? And maybe there's an obvious answer to that question that I'm just not thinking of. But to me, that is an interesting question. My guess if OG comes back first is Bogdanovich sticks it at the four. And if Randall comes back first, that they might go towards having Hart instead. Just my guess. I see what I, I so the the OG coming back first and then putting Bogey at the four that makes a lot of sense to me. I the Randall one is interesting. Well, it's just do you trust Bogdanovich to see time at the three? Because you want to space the floor, but now what are you yeah. losing on defense? Because now, outside of Hartenstein, your best defender is DiVincenzo, who goes back to the point of attack where it yeah. wasn't his best thing. He was more you're right helper off ball. You're, I just the way that right. Tibbs trusts Hart, I think that that's where it'll go. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It, that's it, it, we'll see. Because, be, no, because uh, because Brunson, Brunson, DiVincenzo, Randall, and anyone other than Hart, that's not that's not enough defense on the floor. That's and that's the end of that conversation. Positionally, um, as well, the majority of uh, Bogdanovich's time for the last few years has been spent at the four. But the Pistons have also been weird because of how they've used their bigs. So, with more spacing and a more cohesive lineup, I think we'll we'll see more. Yeah. Um, um, good, good thought from you to answer to answer my question. Samuel Bart, what's going on, Samuel? When do you think we see next COG play? The smoke from the Benji tweet, the injury designation, etc., doesn't seem great. I, for me, I, I mean, we're, I don't think there's any chance. I shouldn't the, say any chance. Real quick, Bagley. The, big, the Bagley tweet. Ben, oh, ben, so yeah. I read it. Tweet, I read it. Just important clarification. Bagley, that's all. Bagley tweet. I am fairly certain I heard Ian Bagley report after the last game that they are essentially not, they're going to give OG until the break. Those are the words that I heard. Um, go back and listen. It was he was he was reporting live at the Garden with uh, his his colleague from SNY, and it. Go back and listen for yourselves. That's how I heard it. So I don't think we're seeing OGs until after the break. If he was out the first game after the break, I would be. I'd be very like my concern level right now is like I think a two out of five. It would rise to like a. a or a 4.5 out of 5 for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if he has almost a month off, 
that would be right. I think that's about how much time. I mean, he's missed how many? He's was he missed two weeks now? Yeah, I so, so yeah, it'll be it would be yeah, so it would be a month. That yeah, which is that's that's a lot. That's the a last lot. game that he played was uh, it was a little less than two weeks. Well, actually, it was around there. January twenty seventh was the last game he played. So by the time the first game of the break, it would be almost four weeks. Um. Jake Fisher. I've heard several more options for the Bucks' ongoing search for perimeter defense this afternoon. Two more under Milwaukee's consideration per league sources: Chris Dunn and Najee Marshall. Uh, what a what a shocker it is that when you have no assets to trade, it becomes tough to fortify your weaknesses. Yeah, <clears throat> I like Najee, Najee Marshall for whatever it's worth, but I don't see why the Pelicans give him up because he's cheap and they need depth at the four. So. I, We'll I don't know that the Pelicans know exactly what they're doing. Um, so that could be an issue. Sam Garcia, when everyone with everyone healthy, what's the playoff rotation? Yeah, I think we said this at the top. I think it I think you're here. Let's go with this. I think the starting lineup stays the same. And I think your your backup, you know, and then you're gonna play a traditional five off the bench. Um, and then it's gonna be two of three. I think let me rephrase that. No, it, it's it's Burke's bogey and Hart. But I think it's an interesting conversation as to which of those three might get the might sit on the bench in the second half of a really close game. And does it change depending on the matchup? Um, So, yeah, probably does. If I had to guess that Tibbs is going to play Josh Hart as much as he can, because he just feels like, look, I trust his abilities on defense and to maybe hit a shot compared to. I say Bogdanovich's ability is on offense and maybe defend a player. That's just, that's just my guess. The rebounding, the size is with Bogdanovich, of course, but I just, there's some, it's going to be the starting five when healthy plus a center plus heart, some of Burks and of course some of Bogdanovich, but it also depends like to your point of the matchups, the Knicks draw the Cavs, like they're probably going to want to be a larger team, but how did they beat the Cavs last year? With brute force, yeah, uh, is Bogdanovich going to be that type of player? Is there going to be a lot of time that's, that's there? That's you fair. have more size with Alec Burks than you would have with Deuce McBride. So, yeah, I mean, as you said, it's matchup dependent. As usual, you're right. Josh Hart's playing minutes. That's probably a ridiculous statement to to say that he's not. I just think that's that's what Tips trust the most, and it might be to his detriment. And yet, Hart had, I mean, that shot in Game One was still one of the better moments of the last 25 years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Uh, Uncle Reggie, Philly, signs Buddy Heald, Leon Rose, hold my beer. Uh, yes, the Philly traded for Buddy Heald. We haven't talked about that. Um, I, uh, who had the tweet? Again, uh, apologies again to whoever had this. This is not my original thought, but good luck um, trusting uh, Buddy Heald and Tyrese Maxey on the court together in a in a playoff game uh, defensively. That's that's tough. Now, offensively, Buddy Heal does. But does Buddy Heal make you a lot better? Yeah, but it, there's a trade off there. A very serious trade off. This move screams me half measure. It's Daryl yeah. Morey saying, "Hey, look, Joel, we're a better team this year, but also we're not dipping into our cap space next year to create an opportunity for you. But also, there aren't a lot of avenues for us to get you the right talent that needs to fit around you. So, I get why Philly did this. I think it was a fine move. It doesn't." change much in my opinion both short term or long term um by the way you you going back to brooklyn oh man poor yuda <laughs> he was in a good space i mean not from a playing perspective but they were no, winning he was not playing not, not playing any any minutes forget about meaningful minutes jonathan uh francois grimes was untouchable in the mitchell trade but not here any regrets on not pulling the trigger trigger for mitchell so we've uh, this has become like a joke it, the untouchable part of it do I need to go on a... I don't want to go on a rant about this. It was never... like It wasn't that they refused to give up Quentin Grimes, and that's why the Mitchell deal like didn't get done in the sense that like if you don't give up this player, there is no deal. It was more, you need to get to this level. Grimes was one of several avenues that would have gotten to them to this level. They didn't want to give up Grimes, and they, more importantly, weren't willing to give up a certain modicum of future draft equity. Um, and the Pat Bev to the Bucks, uh, I don't know who reported this. Um, anyway, per Pat Bev, Pat Beverly reported it that he's going to the Bucks. He's getting traded to the Bucks. Good, good job uh, by Pat Beverly reporting his own trade. Um, so, like, yes, they valued Grimes very highly in the Mitchell deal. But to, to characterize it as like he was the untouchable and thus the deal didn't get done, I, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with that characterization. You could you could say, yeah, it's semantics. That's fine. Um, for me, do I have regrets? No, uh, because I love where this team is at. And I guess what? If they want to go get Donovan Mitchell, I have a funny feeling they're still going to be able to do that. Yeah, I don't have regrets. I also kind of look at it. It's like, well, if you have Donovan Mitchell next to Jalen Brunson, that's it's very small backcourt. Both are very good with the ball in their hands. I'm sure they can find a way to make it work. Don't get me wrong. But I, like the untouchable thing was really about not wanting to do the Knicks. It was not the Knicks wanting to trade RJ and Quentin Grimes. They felt that that was too rich of a package. And we can look at that and say like, well, obviously the talent Donovan Mitchell and, and this, and like, that's not, quite the point it it was also the picks attached it was steppy and it was how it hamstrings you it was how did you make it work with all these players so i'm very much at peace with it certainly depends on what the knicks do this summer and moving forward but um it'll be fun to hopefully play cleveland in the playoffs again yeah if, if it comes to that kaumalot 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 uh how do we resign free agents while staying under the tax jeremy uh I guess I, I feel like I'm trying to fully evaluate. Well, the free agent perspective would just be like, Hey, minimum contracts this year. That'll help yeah. you stay under the tax. If you're the Knicks, the tax goes away. I mean, like there's, 
the tax will come back most likely next year, but the Knicks don't have cap space. So will they use an exception? My guess is still no. I think they're going to go the Burks route of using his bird rights to keep him for a number that works for all parties. Other than that, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, it's, right, can fine. I ask something? Course, the, I don't think the Knicks are going to care about going into the tax next year. Next year. No, this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but again, but they so, won't, they won't easily. It's, it's not about the tax at that point. It's like, okay, you sign a player and you're in the tax. That's fine. But signing that player, did they hard cap you? If they did, was getting and, the star impacting you that way? That's the only reason you would not want to use your exception. Which goes That's back why I was to what we confused with how to evaluate the question. Yeah, which which goes back to what we said before, which is that another nice tangential benefit of this trade is they are not leaving themselves in a position where they have to use any exception to complete their team this summer. They have they are deep as all hell. We haven't even mentioned the precious contract situation. Like I know precious is kind of in limbo now, but like this is another player. They have his restricted free agent rights. Um, so like they, their ability to make sure that they are going into next year again, without using an exception, which would hard cap them and still have a very, very, very good and very, very deep roster. Um, they've set themselves up perfectly. So I think that's a, that's a great thing. Correct. Alex, do you think we now make a hard push on the buyout market towards Lowry? We talked about this. It's, it's I'm not sure what the playing time is. The money might be an issue. Uh, so, no. Uh, love Deuce, but traditional backup point guard who could soak up minutes is the biggest need. I They needed ways to put pressure on the defense and, and get the ball rolling downhill with Brunson off the court. They did that today regardless of whether they acquired a traditional backup point guard or not. Like, I, again, I know nobody wants to hear it. Alec Burks helps you in that respect. Um, it's about creation and shooting. Can you put those two things on the floor at the same time? They now can do that a lot easier than they could yesterday. I think what's tripping people up as well is you've got one through five and it's like, well, what's a backup one? What's a backup four? Like, I wouldn't silo it to that position, position specifically. It's more like you've got guards and wings, forwards, Bigs, however you want to like, go about it, just having some sort of coverage is important. Uh, thank you, Alex. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Uh, I'll miss Q for sure. I'm a big believer when it comes down to prioritizing firsts. They made the right but tough move. Kudos to New York for not caving into Toronto's demands. The trade will be more. This trade will be more impactful. I wonder what Tor- Toronto at the end of the day uh, demanded for Brown and I. Again, I kind of I'll ask a version of a question I asked the other night. If the Knicks had their druthers, like, and the and both prices were amenable, like, would they rather have had uh, Brown? But you can't even say would they rather have had Brown than Bogey because uh, that. I mean, I'm sh- maybe there was a world where you could have made it work financially. I, it would have been a lot more complicated. The, the the easiest way to get Burks was to also have Bogdanovich be a part of the deal. Otherwise, completing that trade was going to be extraordinarily difficult. Unless you wanted to use the Fournier contract on Burks, which you get, then you're shot to shit because then you don't get Brown. So anyway, you look at it. This was the this was the, the way to do it. Yeah, and it's it's just simple math of working backwards. If you think that the Knicks are not going to go into the tax, it's what can and can't they do that works financially, but also what works on the court. And um, I don't know. I mean, like it's I, I agree. I think it's good that the Knicks did not give up a first round pick to get the talent that they needed. They added the spacing that they wanted. I'm curious what other move the Knicks would have made if they had Brown, uh, if they like what four they would have gone after. Would it have been a Kelly Olenek, but he doesn't play the five. Like I just, 
not entirely sure, but we don't really need to know at this point because they went in a good direction. Agreed. No, Nets are waving Harry Giles. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Dom with another one. Stay tuned for the next move coming uh, to a draft day near you. Let's go Knicks. What a time to be a freaking fan. This front office is the best. I love the level of competence. I love I just I, competence and I love the level of confidence um, that the front office uh, gives me. I would agree. Reverend John Ortiz, what's going on, Reverend? Love the trade. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. Well, that's extremely Thanks, kind. Too. Thank you. Um, by the way, Jake Fisher reports Sixers are still in conversations with the Bulls on Andre Drummond. Bulls remain actively engaged elsewhere, being told Philadelphia is not pursuing DeMar DeRozan. It's going to be hysterical that the Bulls are going to hang on to DeRozan um, and be yet again between um, a rock and a hard place uh, this summer. What do you think? In Jer- oh, yeah, sorry. Um, no, it, 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 I agree. And also, again, the Sixers not pursuing DeRozan. I'm not saying they need him. I understand where his age is at, but like on the surface, you're talking about you could get talent that helps you and that could conceivably help you this summer if you really wanted to do it. They're not that interested. At least it certainly doesn't seem. It's just if you if you're if you're not appreciative to be a Knicks fan, if you're not like Dom and appreciating the world we live in right now, go look and and go look at some of these other teams situations. Um, thank you again, Dom. And Dom, one more. The flirtation with finishing top five and offense and defense starts today. Do you guys agree? I think top five defense probably becomes tougher. Top five offense, I think, goes more on the table. That's wrong. So for context, the Knicks are uh, seventh in offense and Sixth in defense, right? Uh, seventh in defense. According Other to than the seventh. Okay. So, yeah, if there was a trade-off, I think the offense wins out and the defense suffers a bit. But it all depends on the health of OG Ananobi. I think other than Bo- other than Boston, I and maybe LA, the Clippers, to be clear. I don't know that any other team, when fully healthy, again, there's that term again, will have as good a as good a balance in terms of offense and defense. Now, what wins in the playoffs? You got to be elite at something. And lately it's been, you got to be elite at offense. Um, I think still that's going to remain the toughest box. Cause that gets back to what Jeremy was talking about earlier, which is like, you don't have that other, other superstar. Cause we already got one. I still trust Denver, especially I mean, their offense well, that's is great. Their defense yeah. is like, that's the other team where, you know, we their defense is good enough. We know their defense is good enough. Right? Yeah, but we also yeah. uh, saw the Knicks absolutely mollywop them. So, <laughs> mollywop. Heard that before? Is that, Andrew, did I just make that word up? Well, I don't know. It's great though. That was a word. It's a fantastic. It's awesome. Andrew P. DiVincenzo and Deuce equals so long. Grimes. The hell's? Oh, who the hell's playing tonight? We. I don't know. I don't know. I can't wait till we get Brunson news. I have a funny feeling Brunson's going to play. Yeah, I think so too. Be very fun. I, I, we'll see. Russ Guberman, what's going on, Russ? I knew Grimes' era was over. It's hard to demote a guy in any workplace and then keep him long term. Was pushing hard for um, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Got the big bro instead. Yeah, I mean they're not actually related, but uh, <laughs> the Atlanta version uh, of oh, wow. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the Pistons are releasing Killian Hayes. That's well. How not to, I mean, again, not that Killian Hayes is like anything great, 
but you've been starting this guy for most of the year. A lot Over of Jaden Ivy. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there were DNP coach decisions from this because Killian Hayes was playing ahead of him. And it's it, like, I'm I, for the Pistons sake, I'm glad that they're not trying to double down and keep him. But yeah it, just, I, yeah, it just shows how they wasted the seventh overall pick. And we're, we as Knicks fans are accustomed to that. We've seen plenty of, of poor lottery picks just, or just poor picks come and go. But that's, that's anyway. just brutal. Andrew, what's uh, up? Buyout guy? For the Knicks? I, I'm just are asking. Are I'm asking. They want to lose I, I don't think, I don't think he's the 12th man. Okay. Well, that's generous for him to be the 12th man. I just he apparently is, have not watched the Pistons, which admittedly is a good life decision. But like, I well, like, I didn't realize he was that bad. Hayes, no, Hayes has like, done some good stuff this year. There's a reason why. I mean, Monty Williams does still know what he's doing to some extent. Like he wanted to play Killian Hayes because Killian Hayes does some nice things. Um, Played him over Jaden Ivey consistently. I, no, I, but that's the funny. That's why it's funny. It's not the, the funny part is not in a vacuum. The Knicks are there or the Pistons are waving Killian Hayes. It's just the... The the just it, it it speaks again to the complete and total lack of direction that that organization has seemingly had since I mean for a while. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.